The following is a CA original. FedEx Forum, Growl Towels, Super Grizz, each one a Memphis Grizzlies tradition. This is the Grizzlies Podcast. Alongside columnist Jeff Calkins and pick and pop columnist Chris Harrington, here's beat reporter Ron Tillery. Welcome, welcome, welcome back into the fancy Commercial Appeal Studios for another edition of this Grizzlies Podcast. We've got actually a lot to talk about, um, albeit 11 games into the NBA season. There's a long way to go, but there's a lot happening around the Grizzlies. And um, I guess the latest Chris Harrington is uh, it's just me and Chris today. Yep. Jeff is out following the Tigers. The latest is that the Grizzlies started a quote-unquote five-game road trip uh, with three games out west. They're home right. to practice for three days. And they go to Houston and Milwaukee over the weekend, but they finished two and one on the road trip. That was probably about as as well as you could expect, huh? This is like modern air travel for you, right? You're going from Portland to Houston with a Memphis layover. That's sort of the way <laughs> air travel works now, right? It is. <laughs> you know, we, we we talked last week with me, you, and Jeff were all together that five game. Not one trip, but five straight road games, four of them against teams that are going to be playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. In that standpoint, we talked about two and three being, you know, not what you would root for, but like an acceptable outcome. Well, that's guaranteed now, right? And so I thought two and one was a good trip considering you banked road wins against two teams you're probably going to be competing with for either a playoff spot or playoff seeding in the Clippers or the Blazers. And you hate to lose to the Lakers, but it was the second game of back to back on the road against a young team that was just going to the rim and running and going to the rim over and over again again and and i just want to ask you about this i thought marcus all looked a little a little slow maybe on that ankle in that game defensively mm-hmm. i think he looked a little slow in the clippers game too young team running just running at you sort of caught you on the second half of back-to-back and so i thought it was a good trip you know i thought the laker game was just a letdown actually yeah. less to do with injuries more to do with okay these are the the crappy lakers and the lakers came out and hit him in the mouth the reason i say that is because it's a back-to-back, but they played at 1230 right. the day before. And you didn't travel. You and you didn't travel. You basically went across the street. If that game had been three minutes longer, they'd probably win it, right? 30 seconds. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they did walk the Lakers down. So they took them lightly, and the Lakers came out and played hard. And I think you'll agree with this. You know, the Lakers have talent. They've got good young talent. They, yeah, that yeah, team is a they, lot more talented than it was last yes, year. and they just have to learn to win. So the Grizzlies took them lightly, and, and as Mike Conley put it, they waited way too long to have a sense of urgency in that game. There's no way, as a veteran team, you should be down 22 to the, to this Lakers squad. So you don't think that fans should have some – What le, let me put it this way. I don't want to lead, do a leading question. Sure. What level of concern do you think fans should have about the health of Conley and Gasol? Conley has not been at his best lately. He's got right. the Achilles thing. He's sort of gutted his way on this road trip to some good games sure. but it did he didn't he doesn't seem to me like he has the zip he did last year yeah. he's having to work his way to those points and Gasol I thought in the Clippers game and in the Lakers game looked a little stiff defensively he's got the ankle a little bit do you think these are things that are going to work themselves out over time or is this going to be a lingering concern for a long time or where, where are they at physically well I think they I think they're fine I mean well not fine in the sense that they won't have to deal with these things occasionally but these are two players that you don't have to work Worry about working right. through injuries. Mike Conley. They worked through a lot worse in the past. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mike Conley broken face, back. But I think it's going to be a night to night thing. For example, you, you talked about Mark's defense. In Portland, he was outstanding. Right. They don't win that close game without Mark anchoring the defense and making every big play and leading the communication. He, he's one of the big reasons why uh, Damian Lillard never got off. Right. Because 
unlike when Mike Conley got himself going by going to the basket, when Lillard tried to get himself going to the basket, there was Marcus Hall. And so, yes, Mark has the ankle thing, but I think that he's managed it well. Conley has the Achilles thing, but I think that's just a pain threshold type of issue, and it's going to come and go, which is why they were smart to shut him down for the right. four days, let the Achilles kind of calm down. we got another long rest right now, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and then, so I, 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 I don't have a high degree of concern with those guys. I would just hope it works itself out a little bit before you get into December, because in December, the schedule tightens. You have yeah. a lot more back-to-backs and a lot more compression rest games right. you got a lot of sort of air in the schedule these last couple of weeks and you know what that goes back to what you you mentioned earlier in terms of like how the road trip went right you look at the record being seven and four and i get people asking me about their inconsistency but the reality is they're seven and four and they're without three rotation players. right and one yeah. i think really i think people have forgotten how important Jermichael green oh absolutely absolutely Jerome yeah. martin has had moments Moments. But it's just been moments. Yep. It's not sustained good play. Because, J. Michael Green's good when you don't notice him being good. Exactly. And to your point, J. Michael, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Jarrell Martin went three straight games without scoring. Right. And and uh, he got off in Portland. And I asked Fizz about that. And Fizz had to have a talk with him. Like, dude, get out of your own way. Right. Stop thinking. Go play. And so he had to, like, play psychiatrist with him and then he came out and was flying all around the place in portland so you're right i mean their rebounding has been pretty bad and j michael green is going to immediately improve that with eight to ten a night uh, maybe even 12 right know. um and he's a better defender j michael and he can shoot the three so j michael's not going to go scoreless right in games and I, so um so yeah they've done all this you know, being kind of shorthanded. And as you mentioned, Mark's been kind of banged up. Mike's been kind of banged up. I think at seven and four, you're, you're, you're content. I think so. And considering you have banked wins, you're, they are five and oh, I believe. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think they're five and oh against West teams that are playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the win, they beat the Clippers, they beat the Blazers, they beat the Rockets twice, they beat the Warriors. At the end of the season, it's not the Warriors game won't matter for any kind of tie-breaking purposes because the Warriors are just going to go go crazy. Gonna, yeah, but like banking those wins against the Clippers and the Blazers could help them on the road. Could help them down the line. Yeah. And I, my my only question, and I talked a little bit about this with Peter Edison and and, and the my pick podcast I did earlier. To me, the sustainability question for the Grizzlies is not about quality of play because I, th- I think the collective. Some guys have been a little worse than, than they'll be, and some guys have been a little better. But overall, like the collective quality of play that we've seen, I think is totally for real. Yeah. And you're gonna you're about to get three good players back, and one like surefire important player in Michael Green. Yeah. I think the sustainability question for me is. Mike Conley, Marcus Saul, and the four veterans off the bench, Chalmers, Tyreek Evans, Chandler Parsons, Brandon Wright. Those six players have combined to miss three games. Mm-hmm. Two of them with Parsons rest and one, you know, the Conley set out. They're going to miss more games. Like, that pace is not going to continue. One way or the other, those guys are going to miss more games sure. than that over the course yeah. of the season. Okay, before I, I respond to that, shameless plug, when does the pick and pop cast come out? Uh, I it'll be posted sometime later today probably, but I really have it set up. It'll be part of my my. It'll be embedded in my column tomorrow. So that's really sort of what I'm focused on. Anyway. All right. So um, this speaks to what you talked about with Mike and Mark in December. Yeah. Because the reality is with three rotation players coming back who are very important in terms of Ben McLemore being uh, your starting two and Jay Michael being your starting four. I think is going to relieve the pressure off of Mike and Mark yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. And then with the rookie Dylan Brooks 
playing as as well as he's playing, playing as much as he's playing. I, I think Fizz has a really nice problem, Coach David Fizdale. Right. And so um, – um, I he, think he, he was playing a ten man rotation at one point with eight players. He's going to have eleven players now to figure yeah. out, right? Yeah. Well, and, and this. Okay, so let's get into that. Yeah. Okay. How's so, it so, so, so Ben McLemore. Let's start with this. How, how when when how do you expect these players to, to trickle in? Like, when are you expecting to see these guys? Right. Okay. So Ben McLemore is going to play Saturday in right. Houston. He played uh, on assignment with the Memphis Hustle, Hustle, the G League affiliate of the Memphis Grizzlies, and he's ready to go. And so I'm hearing that Jay Michael's a week out. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Who knows with Wayne Seldon? What happened, I think, with Jay Michael, he said on one of those um, hustle broadcasts, I'll be back for the Rockets game. And everyone thought he meant this weekend's Rocket game. What I was told is he meant the home game a week later. Right, because they yeah. do play the Rockets four times before Thanksgiving. Right. And so. So, the, so not this weekend, but next, next weekend, weekend is sort of the Jamichael Green target, right? Right. And so the Wayne Selden thing is is a mystery because it's like he's been day to day for three months. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the quad thing happened midway through training camp, and you know it's like you said he's been day to day. Whereas Ben McLemore actually went and played a game, albeit the the G League game. I do think Selden apparently is going to play Friday night in, in South Haven. I, the, okay, that was announced by by some of the hustle people. Okay, okay, so well that that would indicate that he's ready to come back. Okay, so now how does it look? Well, I think they bring Ben McLemore off the bench Saturday just to get his feet wet. Keep Brooks in the starting line. Keep Brooks in the starting line just for that game. Yeah. And then where it gets – and obviously, Jay Michael comes back starting. Whenever he's ready. Yeah, he comes back starting. So, you you know, depending on how long you think it takes to get Ben ready, it's going to be Mike Conley, Ben McLemore, James Ennis, Jay Michael Green, Marcus Hall. That's your starting unit. Okay, so what happens to Dylan Brooks? What happens to Wayne Selden? Well – I think that's a really interesting conversation to have because they're not putting Dylan Brooks on the bench. They're not. Well, they're going to put him on the bench. Well, they're not. I mean, the, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, like out of the rotation. Right. On they, the bench. They're not. That's exactly where I was going. They are not taking Dylan Brooks out of the rotation. And I equate this to 2001 when I arrived in Memphis, when the Grizzlies arrived in the Rotillery Space Odyssey 2001. <laughs> and, and it was supposed to be the Stroll show. Right. Pau Gasol. Did not have the career that Mark had in Spain. Powell was a, a 19, 20-year-old, little-known right. you know, uh, player who they had expressed, we will bring along slowly because it was supposed to be the year Stroh. Thought, yeah, we thought he was a project, Powell. A project. Yeah. Stroh gets hurt. Stroh sits out several weeks. They throw Powell in there. And the rest is history. The fourth game of that season, I remember this. I was at a bar watching it. Game four of his rookie season was at Phoenix, and he had like 26, 27 points. And from that point on, it was like, it's over. Like, this guy's got it. Rookie of the year, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not saying that's Dylan Brooks, but what I'm saying is he has seized the opportunity as much as Pau Gasol did back then. And so Wayne Selden is not owed anything. There is no reason to take Brooks out of the lineup. Right. Wayne Selden played exactly 11 games with the Grizzlies. Now Brooks has. Brooks has averaged eight and a half points, 4.3 rebounds. He's shot 52% from three because he's very good at finishing. Uh, and he's averaged about a steal and a half in 30 minutes. Right. So he in 11 games with the Grizzlies, he's already done more than Selden. Yes. And that's not to take away from why Selden got a guaranteed deal. He led them deal. in minutes in that Nipotuck game at Portland. 38 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to take away from what Selden did 
in his eleven games, or you know, or or in summer league, right? And, and, you know, but summer league is like, right? You know, Josh Selby's a summer league, also. right? I was going to say you you put more stock in if somebody is terrible in right. the G League and in the summer league, if you yeah. than you do if they play well. They're expected to play well, right? So, so I I'd say all to say that there is absolutely no indication that Brooks is out. And and there is absolutely every reason to think that Wayne Selden is just going to be buried and and insurance. If Wayne Selden is your eleventh man and Jarrell Martin is your twelfth man in a ten man rotation, like they're going to have their opportunities because guys are going to miss games. And we know Chandler Parsons is going to miss back to backs, and right. that gives an opportunity. So there's it, there's Jarrell being the the, the power forward off the bench. It, it also, I mean, it could also that could even be a Wayne Selden opportunity because you can play James Ennis more at the four and shift things up. And I think right. this this Arsenal has some versatility now. Yeah. You can do different things, and so like guys are going to. You hope no one has sustained injuries, but guys yeah. are going to miss games here and there for rest or getting nicked yeah. up. And so guys like Wayne Selden and Jarrell Martin, even if they're not in the every night rotation. They're going to get their opportunities. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think that kind of transitions to uh, you know the seven and four record and how much Fizz has meant uh, to I think this, it's been great. this this great start for them because I mean he he's doing a fine job of pulling the strings and pushing the buttons like like he he manages the game based on matchups and based on who's playing well. Right. I mean, now you all of a sudden uh, we talk about Dylan Brooks playing minutes. Now all of a sudden you see Tyreek Evans out right. there for a lot of minutes, and particularly at the end of games with the starters. He's had twenty plus off the bench four games in a row. Yeah. And so when you're playing like that, your minutes are going to start going up too. Yeah. And so now he's you know he's a thirty minute a game guy. You're so it makes you out. wonder like which one of the starters may have to sacrifice for uh, Tyreek at the end of the games. Right. I, I'm I'm guessing it might be Ennis because I think he probably would want Ben McLemore out there. But right. You know, but it, it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out yeah. to, to your earlier point. It's, you know, it could be it's like a matchup thing. Like, do you need a big defender on the wing? You can have James Ennis on the, in the game yeah. and then have an offensive player next to him, Tyreek or Ben McLemore. Right. If you don't need that defensively, you can just go more offense. And you right. got Ben McLemore as a spot up shooter yeah. around these playmakers. And so you got, he's got. This team has much more depth and per, quality depth and, pers- and, and versatility, I think, than a lot of people. And I'll throw myself into this thought they did before the season started. I agree. And and a lot of that has to do with health. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean because you know, we were talking about the little you know problems that Mike and Mark are having. Well, th- those but, four veterans off the bench combined to play 100 games last year in the NBA. Yeah, right. And, and the reality is, Chandler Parsons, when he's played, has helped them win games. Yeah, I mean, aside from the opening seven and night, two when he's been on the floor. Yeah, aside from opening night, I mean, he he shot the ball. Uh, you know, he's been, I think, a, a surprisingly impressive defensively. Yeah, you know, in, in terms of getting his hands on balls and staying in front of people, he sort of reminded people that he's a basketball player. Yeah, like in the yeah, way he that, was like, getting Dylan the Brooks participation award. You're right. He, yeah. he, he was getting that. Oh, Chandler play. Give let's give him a hand. But yeah, now. <laughs> but even like when he's good, it's not just like a spot up shooter. Like he he's a smart, skilled basketball player. He yeah. does a lot of little things with with his IQ and with his with his size, and that's like. You know he can uh, he can get by defensively out of being wily about like knocking balls away and like yeah. stuff like that and not athleticism. So he's sort of reminding you that like he's good at basketball when his body lets him be good at basketball. Yeah. So what do you think of Dylan Brooks ultimately? Do do you think he's overhyped or do you think that he he has already proven that he's a quality rotation NBA player? 
I think he has already proved he's a quality rotation NBA player. I don't know whether he will be a long-term quality starter. Mm-hmm. I think that depends on the jump shot coming around and him being a more consistent offensive threat. Mm-hmm. But to me, Dylan Brooks, his, his very first game, opening night, you know, he had the 19 points. Who knows if he'll score 19 again this season? I, I expect that some night he'll have a, one of those nights again, but we don't know. But even before he started scoring baskets, like I was, I was sitting there taking game notes. In my game notes, it was, look at this kid fighting through the screen. Look at this kid getting physical with Boogie Cousins fighting for a rebound. He's a guy who, when you, if you just look at his stat line, like his shooting percentages aren't great right now. And his, you know, it's not like an eye popping stat line. Mm-hmm. He is better the closer you watch. You watch him closely, you get more impressed. And that's how the coaches are watching him. He just does so many. It's like the Shane Batty. I don't know if Batty's got this trademark and I owe him royalties. He does so many of the little things, right? Just all over the floor from an IQ that's about basketball IQ and effort that I, I am totally sold that he's an NBA rotation player already. It's interesting that in that Portland game, which was a nice win, because yeah. Portland was playing very well and, and um, uh, Damian Lillard had scored 32 points a game for four straight games. He's been a, he's been a killer this he's season. He's been a killer. And so you you not only put Dylan Brooks on C.J. McCollum, right. but he's in the game at the end on C.J. McCollum. Now, he made the mistake of jumping on that three-pointer right. that C.J. made to make, make it a one-point game. But he absolutely learned from it in the moment yeah. and, and helped them win on the last possession. And What's funny about that is, so you talked to, uh, to uh, Brooks after the game, and he says, you know, <laughs> you know, Fizz says he wants to make me a defensive stopper. He said, I never liked playing defense, right. until I got here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, that was that was that was not his reputation coming in, out of the draft. Exactly. So I don't want to tear somebody down to build Brooks up. This is the exact opposite of Wade Baldwin. Yeah, in the seventeenth pick. Here in Wade Baldwin was attributes, but not a basketball player. Brooks were questioned about oh, his, 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 his wingspan's too short. Yeah. He's a basketball player, right? That and the mentality, yeah. Uh, because here's a kid that said, you know what? I didn't really like playing defense, but you know what? That's what they want me to do. I'm gonna be great at it. Yeah. And I happened. I was hungry. I, I'm not gonna lie. I happened to go to the arena in Portland, like way ahead of my normal arrival time because I wanted to eat. Right. <laughs> And I get there. Media room food better in Portland? Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Yeah, they, they got pretty good food. <laughs> so it's, and a, it, it's a little sketchy here in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And so uh so I get there to eat, and uh this car pulls up and out comes Dylan Brooks and Keith Smart. I mean, they're there three hours before the game. Right. And and it's because it's at Dylan Brooks' behest. It's because he said, Hey coach. I want, I want to work, you know. And so I'm not saying that Wade didn't have work ethic, but he definitely wasn't as coachable. Right. And he, and he definitely didn't embrace what it took, what it took rather to stay on this roster. All Whereas right. this kid has those intangibles on the court, but also off the court. I'll ask you the Grizzlies trivia question. I asked Peter earlier. We'll see, see if you get it right. Who Memphis Grizzlies, we're not doing a Vancouver. Who is the all-time leader in total minutes played as a rookie for the Grizzlies? Well, I mean, I can narrow it. It's got to be either uh, Powell or Shane because they both played. Right. So am I close? You got the number. Shane is two. Powell is three. As a rookie. As a rookie. Memphis? 
Yeah. So I'm only I'm only dealing with Memphis. Whoa. OJ Mayo. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was second rookie of the year, I think. You know, it yeah, was, yeah, that was, yeah, his yeah. best season was his rookie year, right? That's true. So total minutes played for Grizzlies. Man, that's rookies. not fair. How are you going to stomp the the only beat writer Memphis Grizzlies have ever known? <laughs> Peter, Peter got it. Peter got it. He's going to let you hear about it. But total minutes as a rookie for, for Memphis Grizzlies, it's 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 OJ Shane Powell drops down a little bit to Mark on pace. It would be Dylan Brooks fifth at the current pace. Yeah, I don't know if that current pace will hold up because Macklemore's coming back, Selden's coming back, etc. Yeah, but he's going to end up playing the most minutes. <laughs> for a Grizzlies rookie on a good team. Because all those other guys, their rookie seasons are on bad teams. And it's easier to get minutes on a bad team. That's why it was forgettable. Yeah. It was Mark Averoni and the right the yeah. Bad, yeah, news, bad, the bad, bad News Bears. Bad. Yeah, The most minutes played by a rookie on a playoff team for the Grizzlies was Andrew Harrison last year. Like Dylan Brooks, if the Grizzlies are, you know, who knows if they'll be a playoff team. But for a good team, he will be, he will be the most impact rookie on a good Grizzlies team ever, I yeah. think. And I, and I think that also speaks to Fizz. Um, you know, the reality is he believes in James Ennis. Right. He believes in Dylan Brooks. You know, um, whether people realize it or not, he has great confidence and and and, and a ton of enthusiasm for what Ben McLemore is going to bring to this team. I hope they're right. I hope yeah. they're right about McLemore. I really yeah. do. But um, but yeah, I mean, you, you don't just see him yanking Brooks, you know, for a mistake. You yeah. know, it, I mean, you just see him like he said, like Fizz said after the Portland game. I mean, listen, we got to throw him in the fire. Like, well, the other thing about the what the Brooks deal is that now that you've seen him in the starting lineup. Yeah, they hope McLemore is going to be this knockdown three point shooter, run the floor, be really good. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been good yet. They, you know, they have high hopes on Wayne Selden build on what he did in summer league, whatever. He hasn't been good yet. You hope both those guys are good, but but for if for some reason like neither of them pan out, you know, you got Dylan Brooks in your back pocket. You know, yeah. you can put him back in that lineup. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and the kid, I I can't say enough about him either. He's a hard worker. He's humble. Um, you know, obviously with a chip on the shoulder because he went 45. Right. And, and for the first time in what, 11 years since Mike Conley, they may have found somebody. Yeah. It's been a long time since they found a real rotation player out of the draft. It really is. And they, and who knows, maybe Ivan Rab or Deontay Davis or whatever will emerge into something, but he's the first one we know as a rotation player in a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so now the Grizzlies, they head off to Houston, they get Ben McLemore back. Possibly Wayne Selden. Um, and then um, Milwaukee, which will be. You get to see another, the Greek freak. Eric Bledsoe should be in uniform by then. Yep, which will be another stiff t- test. I, I can remember them going to Milwaukee and losing last year, which set off a, a win streak, I think a six-game win streak. Right. Um, uh, based on, uh, on on that loss. So um, I, I I think ultimately at 7-4, and four, I mean, it's. It's probably better than expected. I think, yeah, I think it's absolutely better than expected, um, given what we thought about the team, given the way the schedule was set up with those, mm-hmm. you know, early games with Houston and Golden State and some of those good teams, and yeah. you know, it's better. Yeah. And, and then the injuries you've had, I think it's been a really good start. Yeah, it's funny we haven't talked about Marcus all, but Mark's been kind of the uh, the steady veteran, right? The, the elder statesman, the the jolly giant, if you will, and he continues to be calm, and he says, "Look." It's been nine games. 
look, it's been 10 games. And after right. Portland, he said it's been 11 games. You know, you uh, can't make much out of anything right now. Um, well, Tyreek Evans has been the big scorer, you know, the last mm-hmm. few games. I think this weekend has a chance to be a Marcus All kind of weekend. We talked yeah. about it before we started recording. Yeah. You know, he had all the, he went crazy early against yeah. Houston that last game. He's going back to Houston. They are not a team that's that's physical in the paint. Mm-hmm. And then Milwaukee was not a team that was very big in the paint. And then, then they just traded away Greg Monroe. So they're they're pretty thin up front, too. And yeah. so yeah. Th- this should be a chance for Marcus All to have yeah. a pretty good pretty good end of this road trip. Well, I really said that to say that, you know, I'm impressed that Mark is even kill. Yeah. Like he he he's going out and he's doing his job like like we talked about. Like in Portland, he had to be he had to anchor the defense and he knew that because of all these little guys running around. And he hasn't gotten frustrated, which is easy for him to do. He's been mentoring uh the guys. Like he told Dylan Brooks, you know, just do your job. Right, <laughs> you know, and kept it simple, and and so I, I like that Mark is looking forward to what this team can be. Like, you know, when I said he says it's just the ninth game, it's just the tenth game, it's just the eleventh game. Like, you know, he he's not too high on, on seven and four, and he's not too low on seven and four with a two game losing streak. You know, he's saying we have a a lot of room to improve, and I think that's a good sign because beyond the stats. Mike and Mark are crucial to leading this team, right? Uh, with the makeup of it, you know. Because well, and, well, I think I think it's sort of. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but mm-hmm. like the changes that were made over the off season were like a shock to the system for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. I think Gasol and Conley were very prepared for the changes that they made. Yeah. Like they mentally, you know, they they loved yeah. the guys that left, but they they were ready. I think they were totally accepting of the shift that's happened here stylistically, right? Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I, I would agree with that, and particularly because um, they're leading it. Like they they've had to wait their turn, right? And now it's clearly their team. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would agree with that. All right, I think we've got to run out of things to talk about after just eleven games. Right. <laughs> so we'll wrap this one up, and we look forward to you catching us again on the next Grizzlies podcast here at the Commercial Appeal. The Grizzlies podcast is hosted by Ron Tillery, Jeff Calkins, and Chris Harrington and posts each week during the regular season at CommercialAppeal.com. You can also subscribe to the Grizzlies podcast for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Grizzlies podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.